Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship. We are joined again by family and friends from the length and breadth of Scotland, I think from Wigtonshire in the south to Orkney in the north, and also from the length and breadth of England, from Carlisle in the north to London in the south. It is lovely that everyone is with us, and especially our international friends, Anto there in the Bahamas, Tamara in Marburg in Germany, Will in North Carolina. It's great to see everyone. Our service this morning will be led by our Minister Katrina and hopefully by other familiar voices from the congregation, including Mary and Ian, Leo, Lena, Graham and Holly. And it was also lovely to hear Paul's piece uh, that he wrote uh, as a gathering song for us some time ago. Lovely to hear it again as a recording this morning. It's a beautiful piece. The words of all our hymns are on our order of service uh, that was attached to your invitation. Just want to say briefly a, a huge thank you to everyone who has contributed to our Christian aid appeal. So far, when I look this morning, uh, when you take gift aid into account, we've raised over £1,600 for Christian aid's coronavirus appeal to supply clean water and soap for folk around the world who, who just can't wash their hands when they need to. And it is wonderful. Thank you to those who are applauding. Uh, I see you and uh, it's wonderful. Thank you. But if you haven't had a chance to get onto the Just Giving website yet and make your donation, uh, we've decided to leave the page open till the end of the month um, because the money's going straight to Christian Aid as it comes in, so we're not holding anything up. So if you haven't had a chance to do that yet and you'd like to add to that total, you'll be able to do it up until the last day of May. Um, as ever, of course, there's no evening service this evening, uh, but again at 7pm, the Baptist Union of Scotland will have a short prayer broadcast uh, online at 7pm. The link is facebook.com forward slash Scottish Baptist forward slash live. Next Sunday morning, we will gather for worship at 11am but as always, please remember, if between now and then you need help with essential shopping or you need a prescription collected, please just let me know. These are all our notices. Thank you very much, Anne. Our call to worship this morning comes from the Gospel of John and chapter 14. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father who will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it because he abides within you and she will be with you. And with those words in mind, let's join in our opening hymn of praise, Spirit of Truth and Grace, come to us in this place, these places, as now in Jesus' name, God's people gather.
so now let's come to God in prayer. I'm going to lead us in a short prayer with some pauses and then as is our practice we will join together in the Lord's Prayer in the versions that are the most normal and natural for us. But let's pray together. Creator God, we come to you now in worship and praise, grateful for the gift of this new day and for the technology that allows us to connect with one another to do so. We come to you just as we are. Help us in a few moments of silence to become aware of how we're feeling, emotionally and physically, and to offer that to you. We come to you just as we are. Help us in a few moments of silence to name and then to let go of any regrets or resentments that may have arisen for us this week. We come to you just as we are. Help us in a few moments of silence to identify and name anything that holds us back from enjoying your nearness and let then to let it go. Welcomed, accepted, freed from the tyranny of our own expectations, we join our voices to offer you our prayers as we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. All the earth worships you. They sing praises to your name. Come and hear, all you who are in awe of God. And I will tell you what he has done for me. I cried aloud to him. And he was extolled with my tongue. Truly, God has listened. And has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God. Because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Blessed be God forevermore.
The first Bible reading is from Acts 17, verses 22 to 28. Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship? as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. And we continue with the Gospel of John, chapter 8, starting with verse 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. 
Finally, from John chapter 18, verses 33 to 38a. Pilate summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? that since the beginning of lockdown the number of people engaging with various forms of online Christian worship has been absolutely incredible. Those churches that pre-record and put things on YouTube or Facebook 
record record numbers of likes and there are ministers saying oh my friend down the road came in and, and listened and they'd never have come to church and of course there are other churches like us who have been very carefully using zoom sending out invitations with that password protection to those we know and it's been wonderful to have people from around the world joining in with us week by week but of course we need to be very careful with numbers don't we you know that saying lies damned lies and statistics i don't think it could be any truer than it is at the moment um you know i used to work with numbers and i used to say i could give my client whatever answer they wanted irrespective of the numbers so be careful with numbers but you know there is a sense that maybe people are finding that online worship is scratching where they're itching touching them somewhere, meeting some need or, or some desire they have, whether or not they are part of a faith community. And I'm sure too, if I asked friends who are in other faiths, they would have similar stories to tell on their holy days. When Paul went to the Areopagus, he came across an altar that was dedicated to an unknown God. And he noticed that people were coming, seeking something, not sure what they were seeking, but they would come to this altar. And I actually wonder if there's a little bit of that going on at the moment in this strange time when people are seeking something, they're not sure what it is, but online worship, recorded or live, is just touching something that people are wanting to to test out for a little bit. Again, we need to be a bit careful, don't we? Because we've pretty much got our captive audience. Um, nobody can go out and do sport or whatever on a Sunday, at least not this side of Hadrian's Wall. So I've got a captive audience. You're all very dutifully, and I hope joyfully, coming along every week. But it's true for all churches. We have people who it's easy to reach at the moment because there isn't something else. So what is it that people are looking for? And I think there are lots of things, but I did come up with a few words this week. And the first is a pair of words, really. It's connectedness and community. I think it's fair to say that a lot of people feel disconnected at the moment, and some people feel very isolated as a result of lockdown. We know that staying at home most of the time for most of us is absolutely the right thing to do to control and eventually overcome the virus but it's difficult because humans are social creatures and i think faith communities offer something into that void that emptiness that people are feeling here is a place at least online where you can find a welcome and you can connect with other people in theory at least because we all know the practice doesn't always match the theory whoever you are wherever you come from whatever you believe you should find a welcome as the the old uh, gospel tent meeting hymn used to say whosoever will may come i think that's true to our theology as a church but it's something about this online season of church that whosoever will really not only may but does come and join in. You don't have to pay. You don't have to sign a form. 
You don't even have to do a declaration of faith. You just come and join in and in some sense be part of a community. Another pair of words, an important pair of words, I think, are truth and trust. Just who can we trust and what can we trust in these strange times? I don't here mean the deliberate lying and spinning of facts to suit political agendas, though that is out there, of course. But truth is actually a remarkably slippery concept. I've already said you can interpret statistics to say different things, that the, the actual facts of the numbers are the same, but what you do with them may be very different. Tone and language are really important as we seek to communicate truth and to build trust with one another. And what seems to be obvious in one context may be confusing and bewildering in another That question of Pontius Pilate rings through history and is never any less important. What is truth? Who can we trust? Who can we trust when we know that people are selective with the truth they tell us, the facts they tell us, they distort things, they omit things just to get us to believe what they want to say? How can we trust science? And I'm a scientist, so I'm allowed to say this. When scientists admit that their calculations depend on a whole range of assumptions, it's not so easy. Truth is a complicated concept. So, so what is truth? What, what do we hold on to in this time? I think they are words like hope, like meaning, like good news or gospel. When all we hear about day by day is how many new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed in those areas where we are testing and therefore can confirm, or how little or much PPE is available in this place or that place, or how many businesses face ruin or how many people are breaking lockdown or whatever, there can be a real and positive and palpable yearning for good news. There's so much bad news out there. We need that glimpse of beyond, that story of hope, that little hint of meaning in a sea of meaninglessness. In its loosest terms, we need a little bit of gospel. It's very interesting with the ministers I connect with online. Um, we converse about what do we do? We're all seeing people coming to our services, engaging with, with things online. So what do we do when people are asking for our prayers? When people are asking big, important questions about truth and trust, about life and hope and sometimes even eternity? Well, you won't be surprised that every minister and every church has their own response to that. There are some who are already running online alpha courses and Christianity Explored courses. And there are some, which is where I locate myself, who actually aren't doing anything at the moment other than what we're doing right now. 
we're being as best we can with people listening learning from each other watching with each other and trying the best we can to live out the gospel in the words we say and in the way we live day to day there is this thing that jesus said that seems to be part of the good news that the truth will set you free he said you will know the truth and the truth will liberate you it will make you free but given Pilate's question and given the bewildering circumstances in which we live what is that truth well there are lots of ways I could answer that um, but I decided to send you a picture and on your um, order of service you hopefully will be able to see a picture of um, a hazelnut held in the palm of, as it happens, my hand. Many of you will know that over the year, um, I've been attending a course at the Ignatian Centre. And last Tuesday was our last evening and we, we did this kind of Zoom goodbye service and we each offered something to each other. And I chose this image that comes from Mother Julian of Norwich. Did you know, because I had forgotten until I read about her this week, she actually lived through a pandemic. It's amazing how many times I read of important faith stories emerging in times of plague and pandemic. She lived through the Black Death. And she became a nun and an anchoress, and she was known most of all for her reflections. And one was about the hazelnut. So if you can look at that little picture, if you would like to, you don't have to, but if you can look at that little picture, I'm going to read what she wrote. God showed me a little thing, the quantity of a hazelnut lying in the palm of my hand, as it seemed. And it was as round as any ball. I looked upon it with the eye of my understanding and thought, what might this be? And it was answered generally thus, it is all that is made. I marvelled how it might last, for I thought it might suddenly have fallen to nothing for littleness. And I was answered in my understanding, it lasts and ever shall, for God loves it. And so all things have their beginning by the love of God. In this little thing, I saw three properties. The first is God made it. The second is God loves it. And the third is God keeps it. So in our search for truth, in our search for something that is reliable, to carry with us. This is the heart of the gospel. God made all creation. If you want a text for that, it's Genesis 1.31. God loves all creation. That's John 3.16 and 17. God keeps all creation. Revelation 21 verse 5. I don't normally cite Bible verses at you, but hey. 
But this is a truth that brings freedom. Freedom from fear to at least a degree, freedom from sorrow, freedom from helplessness, if we can begin to grasp it. That God made us. God loves us. God keeps us. And even if people can't quite name that or express it, it's a recognition of something of that that draws people to this unknown, unnamed, unnameable God that they glimpse in communities like ours. It's this truth that we will carry with us into the beyond. The truth that, of course, comes in the great commandment, that we love God, we love our neighbours, we love ourselves. Of course, these are tricky times, difficult times, lonely times for many people. But they are times in which we still seek for truth, reminded that God made us, God loves us, and God keeps us. And begin to think how we continue to share and live out that good news as we move on from here. Stay safe. Stay in touch. And remember, above all, God loves you and God will keep you. Amen. When the wheel of fate is turning And the mills of God grind slow When the past seems more attractive Than the future we don't know When our confidence is waning And we lack security Comes the timeless word of Jesus That the truth will set us free Is it war or economics? Is it danger or deceit? Is it unforeseen depression? Fear of failure to compete Have the times which once were changing Let where no one wants to be Shall we live by lies on offer Or the truth that sets us free With real faith there will be doubting And with loss there will be grief No one knows the contradictions Which will exercise belief Against conflicts life might bring us God provides no guarantee just this world of hope and healing Know that truth will set you free
Some of you might remember a Sunday oh, quite a long time ago now when I wrote the prayers of intercessions on my walk to church, reflecting on all the life that I saw walking up Byers Road. My walk to church this morning was much shorter and today's prayers are based on what I can see around me in our home. Let us pray. We start in the living room. God of living rooms, of quiet living rooms, of rowdy living rooms, of living rooms suddenly pressed into service as offices, schools and gyms. For some of us, our living rooms are places of spending time with those we live with. For some, they are where we enjoy the entertainment of radio, movies or TV. For others, they have become places of nervously watching the news. We bring our prayers this morning for those who work in the media to provide information or entertainment. Guide them in integrity. We pray for ourselves as we watch the news. Teach us how to be both critical and compassionate in how we engage with what we see. We pray for those with whom we share our homes, either in person or people we now share our homes with using technology for friends and families, for flatmates and pets. We bring our prayers for those who work in communication technology, who enable us to be together even though we are apart. God of the kitchen, who is known in the sharing of meals, We miss the love found around crowded tables. We remember now those we can't wait to share meals with again. We pray for those who provide our food, farmers all over the world, all those who work in the food supply chain, those who work in our supermarkets and shops. 
we remember those who do not have enough to eat. And we pray that as a society, when we start to think about what our future might look like, that we may reconfigure our systems to ensure that those who are hungry are fed. God of bedrooms, who watches over us by night. We know that fear and sadness come in the night. And we pray that you would comfort all who are anxious and frightened. We pray for those who are in bed because they are ill. May they know your healing and your peace. For those who are dying, that they may know your comfort. We remember before you this morning those whose beds are in prisons and those who have no beds. God of bathrooms, we give thanks for running water. We have remembered this morning that Christian Aid are working to provide water and sanitation for those who do not have it at this time. And we remember all throughout the world who lack running water and safe plumbing. And we remember all who work in public health and infrastructure throughout the world. I come to my front door. God who knows all of our comings and goings, we pray for all of those who cannot leave their homes. For those who are shielding because of COVID-19 or for those who have been housebound for many years. May they find that the world is not small and the community still finds a way to break through. We pray for those who must leave our homes every day for work. We pray for key workers as they leave the safety of their homes to ensure that society continues to function. We pray that you would keep them safe. Venturing outside our doors, we pray for those closest to us that we cannot see just now. In our church community, we pray for our worship group and our musicians, for Margaret, for Mary and Ian, for Jennifer and Jensen, for Betty, for Lena and George, for Talash and Yang Yang, our students, for Antoinette and Spencer, and for Bayar and his family who are still part of our community, although they are far away. In the Baptist Union of Scotland this week, we pray for Drumchapel Baptist Church, for Dumbarton Baptist Church, for Dumfries Baptist Church. We pray that you will continue to guide them in these unusual times. This week, BMS invites us to pray for insight teams, who are their short-term mission teams, and for action teams, um, who are their young people who serve with BMS during gap years. 
We give thanks for all the young people who serve BMS through action teams and for all who have supported them in France, in India, in Kosovo, Nepal, Mozambique. We pray for those who have returned from short-term trips as they share with their congregations. We remember especially at this time all those whose trips have been cancelled but we particularly think of the projects that they were going to work in that are now without teams. I come back to my living room to close. God of all times and of this time, of all places and of these places, guide us this week. May we respond to the gentle sound of your voice, speaking hope into our world. Amen. moments we will go to our chat rooms uh, you may need to introduce yourselves in case you're with people who've got no video but I still still think it's good to chat if we can and for our blessing I invite you to join me um, in the words of the grace uh, something we do occasionally and it fits I think fairly well with with Holly's amazing prayers thank you so much for those Holly 
we pray God's blessing on ourselves and then in our mind's eye go and stand at our front doors open them and pray it for the world outside may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all evermore. Amen.